This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, welcome back along to the EPL Betting Weekly podcast here on the Bet Rivers Network with me, Harry Simeon, and of course our two main men. First up, uh, Nigel Seeley. Nigel, how's it going? Good to have you back. I'm good, mate. Yep, very well. Looking forward to it. Quite looking forward to this card, actually. There's a lot of uh, interesting fixtures here. Usually I've sort of say that you want to keep your powder dry and be a little bit careful with your bets, but I actually quite like a lot of them uh, this weekend. A lot, I could have probably got to give them three or four bets here. I'll probably say three or four more bets rather than the three that I've gone with. So it's uh, quite an interesting card this week, and I think there's a bit of value out there. Good stuff. Look forward to getting into those picks and, of course, this weekend's games. Also joining us, uh, the man of the moment, birthday boy, Jack Wright. Welcome back, mate. Happy birthday. How's it going? Harry, get to this stage. We keep that one under our hat. You know what I mean? But uh, thank you very much. Yes, I'm really good. Really good. Yes, looking forward to uh, uh, celebrating my birthday in, in style, hopefully with some winning picks. Well, I'm sure with some winning picks that we're now going to reveal to all. I think this best dress competition has got to you guys' heads as well. Jack's put on a lovely shirt today um, to, to come along and, and, and try. And Birthday, next week. Birthday suit. suit. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, no. Didn't go with that option. Brilliant stuff. Right, guys, let's, uh, let's get into it then. Four games that we're covering uh, on this edition of the show. Uh, the guys have um, picked some of the same games, but they haven't gone with the same picks, which makes this really, really interested. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, the rationale behind these and the reasoning behind these. Let's start off with Nottingham Forest against Arsenal. Uh, Jack, we'll come to you first. Of course, this is a game that Nottingham Forest need to win. Uh, if Arsenal lose, Manchester City will be crowned, of course, champions before they've even played. So a game that has significance at both ends of the table. Yeah, it's going to have an interesting uh, knock-on effect, as you say, throughout the rest of the weekend, isn't it? This one's a Saturday evening game in the UK, so that always makes for a little bit of extra spice. And especially, I think, at the City ground, we talked about it over the last couple of weeks, really, these old-fashioned English-style grounds that are got brilliant atmospheres. And I don't think none more so, really, than Forest this season. The fans obviously been starved of top-flight action. They've been away for about 23 years, and they've finally got back into it, and they're desperate to stay there. And I think they'll fancy their chances in this one. Um, there'll, there'll be a cracking atmosphere, absolutely no doubt about it. I think they'll be wondering what kind of Arsenal are going to turn up. Are, are Arsenal going to be kind of licking their wounds from from obviously ending the, the title race and going down with a bit of a sort of whimper, I suppose, with that last, last uh, game against Brighton. But we'll see. And of course... We've seen all season at, at the City Ground, Forest have picked up 80% of their points here. So it's been a really important part of their chances of survival. And like you say, a win here will pretty much guarantee that. Uh, so it's, it's a huge one and they wouldn't want to take it to the final game of the season. So my selection here is actually on goals. I'm going for an over three goal line at minus one, one, three. Um, as far as Forest are concerned, they won their last two 
here at the City Ground. 4-3 against Southampton, 3-1 against Brighton. So goals glory in, in those ones. And they're putting up a bit of a fight, haven't they? Seven points in the last four games. Scored two plus in four of the last five. So they found their shooting boots, which was a little bit of a problem throughout the course of the season. Um, and Taiwo Awaninye has, has now been pushed through the middle and it's certainly having an impact. And I was very close to actually putting him forward as a selection in this one. I went with the general goals instead of him specifically, uh, just in case there's a, a, another change of formation. But at plus 255, that would certainly be a lean in this game. Um, but say so minus 113, the over three goal line is my official pick. Impressed with Brennan Johnson. He should be back in the side. Morgan Gibbs-White as well. Side play, players with lots and lots of energy, which could be um, suitable to catching out this Arsenal side, of course, which um, will be interesting to see what type of Arsenal we get. Um, I see Forrest have certainly got lots going forward. Not quite the same at the back. They've got no clean sheet in 15, which is why I've gone down the goals route here. And 10 of the last 13 games across all venues have seen uh, over two and a half goals land. And will Arsenal be, um, let's say, licking their wounds? Will that be the negative side of it? Or will it be a positive? Will they go, well, look, you know, the title's gone now. The kind of pressure's been released from them. And we actually see a bit more of the Arsenal that we've seen for most of the season. That'll be an interesting dynamic in this one. Um, and I think, that, you know, they will be up for throw. They've had quite a lot of stick over the course of the last seven days. So I think they'll be up for, should be up for throwing that back down people's throats. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, looking at the away record for Arsenal, they've scored in 17 of their 18 away games. So they want to keep that good run going as well. Um, and they have been a bit loose with the back. Only six clean sheets since the return from the World Cup. It's probably been the, the detrimental thing as far as the title challenge is concerned. Um, but scored 23 in their last 11 away, two or more goals in, in the last eight as well. And over two and a half goals has landed in 13 of their last 15 fixtures as well, including 11 of the last 12. So over three is the play for me in this one at minus 113. Nigel, you've got to play in the same game. Not quite the same play, though. Tell us a little bit about your thinking and, and what you've gone for. I want to take Arsenal on here, big time. I, I think um, their race is run. I think the performance against Brighton was... Wasn't good enough. I know Brighton played exceptionally well, but I think the season is a long, long season. They're a young team, a young manager. Uh, they pushed it all the way to the point, taking on the best team that we've ever seen in the Premier League, in my, in my, my opinion, in Manchester City. And I think they've run their race and they're, they're exhausted and they're leg weary. And uh, I think the title will be won by not what Manchester City do, but by Arsenal not winning this match. Um, I think Forrest at home with the, with the with the predicament they find themselves in here, having to win to to stay in the Premier League with that crowd behind them, I think is um, is, is is too much for Arsenal. I think Arsenal are done. I think the injuries now they've got a, a big concern. Martinelli out as well. Defensively, they haven't been the same since Saliba hasn't played. I still think that the goalkeeper has a mistake in him at every time on a, on a crucial match. I know he's a great shot stopper, but I still think he's got mistakes in him. And I just think it's been a long, 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 hard season for these Arsenal players. You know, you talk about the World Cup as well, that a lot of them have played in. Saka's looked exhausted in the last two or three matches. Um, and I think the season's done for them. I really think Forrester are bet on the money line here. I, I was very tempted to actually bet them on the money line because it's so hard to pick a team up from that. And I look at the Arsenal at the moment and where they are, they remind me very similar to when Tottenham went all the way with Leicester in the Premier League title race. Tottenham went all the way to Leicester. Then they played that infamous match against Chelsea. It was 2-2. They lost their heads. The title was over. And their final two matches, they got beat at home by Southampton 2-1. And they went to Newcastle, who were really struggling at the time, and lost 5-1. 
it's so hard for teams that have done it, seen it, to be able to lift themselves up when they've had, you know, the pre- you know, the, the atmosphere and everything around them. But when it's the first time for a team like this, like it was for Tottenham, first time for Arsenal, I think it's very, very hard for them. So I'm going to go for Forest plus one here on the Asian handicap minus one ten. Now the only way we lose on this bet is if Arsenal win by two or more goals. Without Martinelli in the side, you know, I, I think you lose a lot of creativity there. If you look at Forest at home this season, they played 18 matches at home. This bet would have only lost on two occasions, and that would have been that was against Manchester United and Tottenham. They uh, they beat Liverpool at home one nil. I know, I know Liverpool haven't had a great season, but they drew with Manchester City, 1-1 at home. They drew with Chelsea again, not a great season, but a good result. Uh, and they beat Brighton 3-1. So at home, they're exceptionally strong. And I just think the timing of this match is is pivotal to, for, for Arsenal. And, and I think for Forrest as well, it couldn't, couldn't have been better really for Forrest's hopes of survival that they're playing this match against Arsenal's side who really, they've run their race. So very tempted for a lean for Forrest to win the match. But I think at plus one, I think Forrest should be a lot, lot higher in the betting than minus 110. I think that's that's value here. Because they just don't get beat and uh, by big margins. Uh, like I say, only two uh, times in 18 home matches you would have lost by betting Forrest plus one. And I think Arsenal, with the injuries they have, the season they've had, the long, hard season, the young, just everything about it, I think they were exhausted. And I think it's going to be very, very hard or virtually impossible for Mikel Arteta to lift the side up for this match. If we take it on to Sunday's uh, game between... You didn't comment on that. I thought you were going to comment on that. I don't know what to expect from Arsenal now. I, I just don't have a clue. I, I don't know what I'm going to see. Zinchenko's out for the season. Martinelli's out for the season. I, I don't know what to expect. There's rumours linking key players with moves away. Uh, Granit Xhaka looks as though he's headed for the exit after having a, an unbelievable season. Mikel Arteta has admitted in his press conference just before we're recording this that the squad he's got right now can't cope with Premier League and Champions League football next season and he's going to have to be busy in the transfer market. So you're right to say that Arsenal have probably checked out. So it's it's difficult for me to sit here and defend them. Um, And given what this game means to Nottingham Forest, you know, I I can understand where you're both coming from. I I get it. I get it. You've got to remember as well that Nottingham Forest played Arsenal last year in a cup match, didn't they, as well, which is very similar to what they had. And they, they also folded underneath the... I know it was a different side and they were very different where they are now, but they folded. Now, Forest were a championship side they were, and uh, Forest beat them, didn't they, in the FA Cup in what will be a similar red-hot atmosphere. I think Forest at 5-1 to one is, a, is a bet as well. I really do. Mm. I think 5-1 to one is a big price for Forest here. If it wasn't against my team, I'd be lumping on it as well. But um, I have to I have to stay loyal. Uh, let's go over then to Sunday. Man City against Chelsea. Uh, of course, uh, Manchester City could start this one um, as Premier League champions already, depending on what happens on that Saturday evening fixture between Forest and Arsenal. Um, I'll start with you on this one, Nigel. Um, how do you see this one going? Chelsea have been dreadful all season. Well, I think it's my... <clears throat> This is the reason. The reason I'm going for what I'm going for is because I think Forest could beat Arsenal here. So uh, if Forest beat Arsenal, then basically Man City would be crowned champions without kicking the ball, and it'll be a party atmosphere at the Etihad. If it is that case, then obviously you want to go lower bookings. There won't be a booking in the game. You know, Chelsea may offer something, but usually when there's then they've won, the, the intensity of the game is all over. I think it'd be played in a, in a carnival atmosphere anyway because City win the crown champions as well. So. Um, I'm a met, I, 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 if if for example if 
Arsenal get beat, then you need to rush the Met River straight away and start taking the 12 to 1 on Chelsea to win this match. That's my advice. Because 12 to 1 is the biggest price Chelsea have ever been in the Premier League game ever. I know they're in terrible, terrible form, one win in 11, and they're shocking and they don't know the best team. And the manager is all over the place and, and there's turmoil at the club. But I think it could be a really, really good time to face Manchester City again because Manchester City could be crowned champions. Uh, the intensity drops. And also, it's two things. They've got to lift them. They, they could be on a, a high from the, the match against Real Madrid. And we've seen so many times when people teams have a big high of tennis players, for example, have a big high. They have a big lull the following week or the following match. And also the fact is that they have a Champions League final and a um, a cup final to look forward now to make history on the treble. So it's a, whatever happens, Man City are going to be crowned champions. Whether it's this week, whether it's next week, they will be crowned champions. So really, is this match important to Manchester City? I don't think it is. I think the importance is obviously for Chelsea to, to, to do something from this game. Now, I do. I definitely believe if if Arsenal win, then Man Chelsea will start at single figures. So it, as soon as if Arsenal, sorry, if Arsenal get beat, Chelsea will start at single figures. So if you if you go, if the game is over at Nottingham Forest, then quickly head to Bet Rivers and take twelve to one Chelsea, because that will go. And the other thing I think here is, I remember when Manchester United used to win Premier League titles like regularly, and they had FA Cup finals and Champions League to play for. Once they won the league. They, they didn't really care about the, the matches at home. I remember them getting famously beaten by West Ham. West Ham was 16-1 to 1 to win at uh, Tevez scored, I think. Uh, and they, they got beat twice uh, when they had already been crowned the champions and then they had a Champions League final or, and an FA Cup final to look forward to. I think they'd done it on the, in their treble year as well. When they won the treble, they got beat the day that they were crowned champions. So it, it, the intensities do drop. And this is being priced up and reflected how it would have been if if Manchester, if Manchester City needed to win to win the title. The, the odds wouldn't be any different. So I, I think that here that the bet I've just gone for is Chelsea plus two on the Asian handicap. I mean, the only way you're going to lose is if Chelsea lose by three or more. Now, I know Man City are scoring hat falls and I know they've beaten Real Madrid 4-0 and I know they've beaten, they put six past Manchester United. And But this is a good time to play them. And I just don't think he's going to risk any injuries, I think he'll he'll protect uh, key players for two crucial games, not only for the season, but for the history of Manchester City Football Club. Harlem will obviously start because he want to break the Dixie Dean record. But I, I can't see De Bruyne playing here. I can't see Jack Grealish playing. I think Jack Grealish will be on the old source for the last few days. So I can't <laughs> I can't see him playing. So I, 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 whoever they play, they can bring in Foden, they'll bring in Mares. But I think plus two for Chelsea, you know, They've got to have a performance in them at some stage. And I think the plus two is a little bit, at minus 133, is a little bit too too, too generous. So I, I know Jack differs with me, but I'm going to go for Chelsea plus two. Jack, Jack will give me all the stats in the world. And if we looked at the stats in the world, we can, we'd can we all be back in Manchester City minus one and a half. But the, the reality is, is that this match has a very different feel about it if Man City are already crowned champions before a ball is kicked. Jack, let's come to you then. Different pick. Um, Nigel says you've got all the stats in the world ready uh, to throw at us, so let's have them. It's just a hunch. I think Man City will win this one. Uh, no, I think um, I totally agree with everything Nigel said there, other than the fact that we're talking about Man City. And that's the only thing that stopped me, well, was made me go with this. I'm going with, with Man City, the other side of the handicap. So minus 1.75 um, at minus 124, the odds here. 
So we've effectively got half our stake on the the two handicap and also half the stake on the minus one and a half. So as long as Man City win by two or more goals on my side of the bet, then we'll get some kind of profit. Um, and I, I looked for it and I was pretty pro Man City throughout half-time, full-time, minus 129, crossed my mind. Them scoring goals crossed my mind. Over three goal line as across the match was was appealing as well. I just come back to the fact that Man City are a different animal. And at this moment in time, I just don't think Pep will allow that kind of standard to drop. And yes, it's easier said than done. But I just feel that what Man City have got that no other side's ever had really is that incredible strength in depth. Nigel's touched on it there. Grealish is out. Foden's in. Is Foden want to go and try and stake a claim to gate crash a Champions League final? I think so. State, make a statement. Alvarez, World Cup winner, coming into that setup. Yeah, I agree. I think De Bruyne looked very leggy in the last minutes in in uh, in midweek, so I'd expect him to take a break. Yeah, you're right with Grealish, probably as well. Rest his hangover on the bench as well, um, allegedly. And um, but yeah, Mares coming in. There's so many, so many options that they've got. A world class players. And watching them in midweek again was just, we were lucky enough to be there at that, the Etihad when they, when they played Arsenal and, and beat them convincingly. They were better than that. And it was just an incredible sight seeing them in, in full flow. And I just think they will want to keep that momentum going and they have got the options to rotate out. And the other thing here is that Chelsea are woeful. And I just can't see this Chelsea side galvanising themselves to put up any kind of fight. Look, there will be a party atmosphere there, and I think it will actually get City over the line. I think if this was possibly against a lesser light, they might take it a little bit easier. But I think they'll like to rub Chelsea's nose in it. They've obviously got history there. Pep talked about revenge against Real Madrid. There's an element of revenge with Chelsea because of the Champions League final from a couple of years ago. I think they will have that in mind. And so I just think that they've got so much in the locker that they will want to keep their run going. Like I say, yes, the stats are there. I will mention them. I'm beating in 23. They won 19 of those. All of those games at home in that sequence as well. Nine successive home wins in the league. Scoring two or more in all of those as well. Um, the only bet this has lost to, in, in that run was the Leeds game, which was recently, of course. So that would be the the, the factor. But I think that was with with Real Madrid on the, on the mind. And I think they've got enough gap between now and when... Um, the FA Cup final and the Champions League final is for them to be able to take this one, get it done. They'll want to do it in the right way, I think, yes, regardless of the result. It would help this bet, of course, if Arsenal do get a positive result at Forest. But I just don't think Man City would want to, want to be on there on title day, having been beaten by Chelsea or, or not beaten Chelsea comfortably enough. So, as I said, with with Chelsea under Lampard, they're chopping and changing. Nigel touched on it there. They're bringing keeper in now, keeper out, defence systems, strategies, plans, all over the place. Um, no clean sheets since he's he's been at the club. Um, conceded two or more in six of the eight games since he's been in charge. He's mentioned they're struggling from set pieces. Well, they've got more struggles than that. They're struggling all over the place defensively. I just think they're a shambles. And I think that this is probably one of the best or the easiest games that Man City could have on in a carnival atmosphere. Um, and uh, they could, if, they, if, if, if the same Chelsea turn up that was at the Emirates a couple of weeks ago, I think even a reserve Man City side can run right here. But we'll see who comes out on top. Yeah, good points, good points. I don't disagree with any of you. That's the that's the difficulty with this one. Um, I think Saturday's game does play a big part. And and I think Jack's right to say that 
You know, if you take Jack Grealish out, you put in Phil Foden. Um, if you take uh, Bernardo Silva out, you put in Riyad Mahrez. There's goals within that squad everywhere, isn't there? Um, let's take it on then to uh, Newcastle against Leicester. Jack, I'll come back to you. Um, Newcastle getting a big result yesterday in their hunt for Champions League football. It's why we've delayed the show a day, uh, because we wanted to see how that panned out, because that can obviously have big implications on the weekend. Yeah, huge win for them. Um, I thought Brighton, obviously, they have talked about having injury problems were a little bit disappointing. But then sometimes, you you know, you've got to give credit to the side that that made you disappointing. Um, and, and I thought Newcastle were exceptional, especially in the first half. They were absolutely all over Brighton, didn't let them get out of their own half. And that's kind of what you expect, I guess, from Newcastle, especially at home at St. James's Park with a crowd behind them. They're now one win away from claiming Champions League football. When I mentioned a minute ago, you probably wouldn't want a, a, a easier game than than Chelsea. Well, this possibly would be that Leicester, who are looking an absolute shambles at the moment as well. All over the place, arguments left, right and centre. Over three goal lines and play in this one at minus 134. The price is changing, but um, it's still a play for me at the moment, in, at this moment in time. Like I said, mainly based on the fact that I think Newcastle are heavily going to influence this with their goals. Um, so one win to claim Champions League football for the first time in 20 years. Uh, they came out of the traps flying against Brighton, 2-0 up at half time. Uh, went on to win by scoring four goals. That's the eighth time they've scored four goals in the league this season, which is which is a fantastic effort. Um, Eddie Howe called their, their side relentless, which which is what they were. They just they didn't let go of Brighton, um, and they never gave them a chance. Um, so that crowd is massive. They're going to be so up for this game again. We've talked about these stadiums, Ellen Road, Villa Park, the City Ground, and St. James's Park is is up there with absolute white-hot atmosphere. They obviously love this season, and they want to end it in their last home game in absolute style. And it doesn't seem like the pressure really is getting to these types of players that Newcastle got. They're thriving on it. They're getting these big results when they need to. They've had a huge, huge season. Callum Wilson, I think, has done exceptionally well. He's sort of flown a little bit under the radar, I think. Uh, 18 Premier League goals this season. That's the first or the most since Alan Shearer got like nearly 20 years ago as well. So putting him in some some big names there. Um, again, I looked at him. I was looking tempted to take him on as an anytime goal scorer, but minus 118, he was just a bit too short for me there. Um, and against this Leicester side that, that are woeful, we saw Newcastle score two set-piece goals against Brighton. You've got to worry for Leicester, who can't defend in open play or set plays. They look all over the place. Uh, they need to take something from this game, so they can't just try and defend their way out of it. They've got to try and get something positive from the game to give them any kind of hope of surviving in the Premier League. I think they're gone. I think they're down. But, you know, they're, they're going to show it. They're getting lots of stick from their fans. The fans are turning on the players. They've turned on Madison. Um, that they've gone across, you know, Tealmans have gone across all their better players and said that they've not put in a not put in a stride at all. Um, and like once they were okay against Liverpool last time out, but as soon as they conceded the goal, they they just drained away from it, and it was only going to be one winner. The players were hiding, and Dean Smith came out and said, well, "We can't be judged on results against Liverpool." Well, unfortunately, you're going to have to. You've only got two or three games left. You can't pick and choose your games. You know, they've had bad City, they've had Liverpool, now they've got Newcastle. Can they be judged on this game? Well, I think they're going to get ripped apart here because, say, defensively, they're a shambles. They brought um, uh, defenders coming back in that haven't played for ages. Uh, like, uh, and it's just been been awful, awful for them. Um, no clean sheet in 21 league games. Still no clean sheet since the World Cup. 
the one thing going for them is that they can score goals. They scored 28 goals uh, away from home. Um, it's the top three behind Brighton, Spurs, uh, saying the top three. Um, but they've conceded 41 away from home, which is which is the worst in the league. Um, as far as Newcastle is concerned, they have been conceding goals. They conceded a goal in each of their last nine and in 16 of the last 17. So Leicester have got a hope. It's got to be going forward. I heard Ian Acho is, um, is possibly back for this one. So anything will help. Um, and Johnny Evans was the player I was frantically trying to think of earlier, but they brought him in and, and he's, he's struggling. But look, this bet's only lost in one of those nine games for Newcastle. The goals average is 4.33 over that. So over three at minus 134 is the play here. Expect lots of goals in it. Brilliant stuff. Should be a highly entertaining game, that one. Um, and that takes us on to West Ham United versus Leeds. Uh, big game, of course, for Leeds United, especially. Um, hardly the two most entertaining managers, though, Nigel, in um, David Moyes and Big Sam. Um, but Leeds really, really need a result. So how do you see this one going? Well, Leeds haven't been bad under Sam Allardyce at all, really. I think if they brought Sam Allardyce in, I think, four matches before they did, they may have a chance of staying in the Premier League. I mean, the, the points dropped at Bournemouth, was, the performance there was diabolical, and the home performance against Leicester and Fulham, that's when Sam Adai should have come in. They should have sacked the previous manager when they lost 6-1 at home to, to Liverpool. And I think the Leeds board will be kicking themselves that they never made the appointment sooner rather than later. I thought Leeds had done all right. I thought they played really well against Man City in the second half. Only losing 2-1 to, to Man City at the Etihad is, is not a bad performance. It's probably one of the best performances of the season for teams going there. Uh, last week, they should have beaten them. They should have beaten Newcastle, shouldn't they? I mean, they, they should have been 2-0 up. You know, they missed the penalty. Patrick Bamford would have made it 2-0 and the game was very much pretty much over. I think they were the much the better side at the first half and they got the crowd were massively behind them. And I think this week should have worked out for them here, obviously. I mean... Sam Allardyce obviously going back to West Ham, another club where he feels that he was very aggrieved to, to be to be sacked from. Uh, he lost his job there like he did Newcastle and uh, he, he raised the game for the performance. Leeds know they have to get a win. The other thing about this match is there's a lot of bit of the 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 um, the MD of Leeds uh, used to be the MD of, of uh, West Ham as well. So um, there's a little bit of spice here. So... Um, I think there's, uh, I think, I think Leeds have got a great chance in this match um, because West Ham, I've had a very, very indifferent season at high, uh, in in the league, but they've been raising their game in the in Europe in the European Conference League, where they've reached a final playing Fiorentina uh, in a couple of weeks' time now, and that's what their season is about now. They, they're safe mathematically, they're safe unless there's a huge turnaround and goal difference, which isn't going to happen. So they are safe. Uh, it's all about that champ, that that European Cup final. And I think Leeds have got a really good chance of winning here. I mean, I was, I'm impressed by Leeds going forward. If Patrick Bamford could put the ball in the back of the net more, I mean, that they'd probably be okay. But they've scored in their last 11 matches, Leeds, which is hardly anything you would see for a team struggling at the bottom. The problem is they conceded in their last 13. Uh, the last 11 matches they played, both teams have scored. But if you look at West Ham, in the, in the first semi-final when they played Alkmaar, the following week they played Brentford. And they lost 2-0 at Brentford. And if you look at the stats of that performance, and that performance, it was absolutely diabolical from West Ham. They get no intention at all. They, Brentford played very well, but West Ham were not at the races. They played on the Thursday and then played again at the weekend. And it took their toll. And you can see where, for the last three or four weeks, you can see where Moyes' priority has been. Get survival and try to win some silverware in the European 
uh, Conference League. And I think that's what it is. The, 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 that it's back to earth with a bang here. But I don't think the West Ham fans will be bothered. I think they, if they can, if they can finish fourth from bottom and win that that cup, that European Cup, then that's been a tremendous season for them. And I think that's pretty much where their their season's going to go. I can't see them winning another game in the Premier League, and uh, and I can probably see them winning the the cup. So, yeah, everything is on that, and Leeds have everything on this game. So it's a lack of motivation for one side. And another one with completely everything to play for and, you know, going in at 110%. So I like Leeds as subplots off the pitch with the manager and the board. The players on the pitch will be much more up for the challenge than the West Ham players, judging by what we saw after the first sem- uh, semi- the set- first leg of the semi-final in the Brentford game. And I'm going to take Leeds here. The only trouble with Leeds is that they concede so many goals that you can't really trust them on the money line because they've got to score three goals for you to win. But they can draw. They don't give up. They're not giving up at the moment. They're coming back. They're fighting back. They're, they're, they're trying their hearts out. They're not going down without a fight. And I, and I think Leeds here on the draw no bet market is the bet for me at plus 105. So if the match ends in a draw, you get your money back. The only way we lose our money is if West Ham win the match. And I don't think West Ham will care too less to jots about this match. I think it's all about Leeds and I think Leeds get the win. Yeah, I think the um, West Ham fans that were out on the streets around near where I live uh, last night seemed pretty happy with uh, how things were going and definitely looking forward to the European tie rather than than this one. And um, also, I think that little incident last night um, was been in the headlines today with, with the... Uh, um, the crowd trouble towards the uh, West Ham players might well have a little bit of a mental um, impact on that as well. So I think it's all pointing towards it. And Leeds were definitely on my radar. And one of the, the props I was looking at here was actually shots, Leeds shots, because they set the line really low. It's around, well, when I looked last, it was 10 and a half, 11 and a half. And I think that might be a, another very good play as well. Um, weren't quite sure how Sam would react if uh, if Leeds took a, took the lead. So that was the only the other there, thing. But... The other thing you got to remember here, Jack, is that if Everton win, then Leeds know they have to win or they're going to get relegated. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. so 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 it, it it's absolutely everything for Leeds, and um, it's nothing for West Ham. Absolutely yeah. nothing. And um, I, I think Le- I think that you, I mean the money. Like I I said earlier, there's a couple of bets I, I like this week. I, I was. I could throw a few. I mean, I spoke the other week about some crazy prices, but I, I think um, I think Forest are big at five to one here. I think Leeds are big here to win almost two to one. Uh, I, I thought Chelsea were massive at twelves if Man City are crowned the champions. Mm. And the other bet, I, I thought Southampton were a big price plus two goals um, against Brighton as well. I know Brighton, you know, they didn't play very well as you said. They've had a long season. They've got to cram a lot of football into a very very short period of time. Yeah. And I thought Southampton with nothing to lose and just go and have a little game. Plus two was a, was a decent bet. Brighton don't need to win three or four. So there was a few angles here. And I, and I think I think there's a few fades on some favourites this week. Very Some heavy favourites that are, that are priced up. And then I probably wouldn't trust any of them. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting card for sure. Yeah, for sure. Plenty of fascinating games. Plenty of uh, great picks from the guys as well. Let's just quickly summarise what they've gone for. So Nottingham Forest taking on Arsenal. Jack's gone for over three on the Asian total at minus 113. Nigel's gone for Forest plus one at minus 110. In the game between Manchester City and Chelsea, which could be a title party, of course, for uh, the Manchester club. Jack has gone for City at minus 175 on the Asian handicap, and that's at minus 124. Nigel's gone for Chelsea, plus two at minus 133 on the Asian handicap. 
Newcastle take on Leicester City this weekend and Jack's gone for over three on the Asian total. That's at minus 134. And in the big game down at the bottom between West Ham United and Leeds, uh, Nigel's gone for Leeds on the draw, no bet. And that's at plus 105. Um, any other business from any of you before we wrap up? No, that's it. Just the uh, conclusion of all the soccer seasons now that all the leagues are coming to an end uh the tennis continues uh french open tennis starts next monday and uh you've got the semi-finals tomorrow in um italy where sean calvert has casper rud at 33 to 1 going for us in the semi-finals so hopefully you can get to the final and uh, cash some more tickets on that brilliant stuff make sure you check out all the fantastic content across the bet rivers network make sure you give us a follow on twitter at because we win uh, if you're listening on audio leave us a review if you're watching on youtube get involved in the comments as well and we will see you all next week with what's going to be i guess the final uh premier league preview show of the season it's going to be emotional guys uh, thank you so much and very we'll much see so. you very much so. <laughs> see ya until next time Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 